0: These are real people, they have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me and that's okay.
0: Most people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate yeah.
1: Dad came upstairs and then I heard them say like it's happened and I was like, what happened? It's difficult
0: dealing with our minds.
1: To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm-hmm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: I mean, this, this this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting.
1: So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think oh that's you know that's so brave or i could relate to that um and then
0: they want to talk about it hello and welcome to mike's open journal and to the mojo podcast and today i'm going to be bringing to you episode 112 i know it's before episode 111 but there's a slight reason for that um Episode 111 is already recorded and it is about my recent experience at two Pride events in Eastleigh and in Portsmouth. But I have already released the blog post for that. And in the last couple of days I've had the opportunity to sit down and talk to a lovely human called Kim. And hear about her story and the Kickstarter project that she has going at the moment. Um, so in the interest of getting this episode up a little bit earlier, um, my Pride podcast is going to be pushed back uh, a week. It was really awesome to sit down and have a chat with Kim and hear about her story and um, also to hear about how um, her own experience with mental health and mental health illnesses um, and certain situations, which could, if we're being honest, um, have led to someone thinking, you know what, just fuck it and giving up. Um, Hearing how she has put her passion, her interest and her desire to not just um support or improve herself but actually to to be there to encourage and to help educate other people um had that and helped use that to drive her to be part of a couple of different projects and particularly this kickstarter that's running at the moment. I'm not going to talk about it too much because we cover that obviously in the podcast and Kim can talk about it much better than I can. But I want to say a huge thank you to her for coming on and sharing her story. Um, And letting us know about the Just Perfect book. Also want to say thank you to you guys for continuing to tune in to the podcast. Showing support through downloading episodes and interacting and communicating after them as well. As always if you want to find out more information there'll be links in the descriptions about all the stuff that we talk about in this episode. Uh, But you can also find links and information uh, about all the previous guests and about the podcast at the website which is mikesopenjournal.com. If you would like to come on in the future as well, get in contact uh, and we can always have a discussion about kind of getting you on and sharing your story um, as well. So thank you to everyone that's involved. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so I'm going to run you guys straight into this episode. Uh, again, a massive thank you to Kim for, for coming on and sharing her story. And, and let us know about this awesome opportunity to be involved with the Kickstarter campaign that's running at this moment in time. Get involved and check it out. Here's our conversation. So I know we originally, um, kind of started talking about your project, but it'd be really interesting to hear just from you, Kim, a little bit more about you and and your story.
1: Yeah. So, um, this has been 13, 14 years in the making. I, um, struggled with depression and anxiety, um, as a teenager, uh, attempted to take my life. Uh, you know, I didn't believe in myself and my future and, um, you know, but I was fortunate enough to survive. Um, I had, you know, was on my road to recovery and my high school boyfriend, um, I lost him to suicide. So kind of, uh, you know, my own situation and then losing somebody, uh, was quite tough. And, um, trying to figure out my future where I belong um it's been it's been a journey of recovery you know it just doesn't happen overnight and figuring out the right balance of what I needed personally um Mm -hmm. now at 31 years old looking back and understanding more it's it's interesting how everybody needs um in my understanding, a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that um, to balance them out. And for me, it was, you know, a couple things. It was surrounding myself with, um, I think, stable, positive people, um, finding the friends that pushed me forward, um, finding love for myself, uh, that's a big thing you know you, it's hard to love others if you don't love yourself mm-hmm. um, and then I, and then also just taking care of my body and and mind so between working out, eating healthy um, I changed I'm actually a vegetarian now um, that was yeah and it was interesting it's just like night and day um, I think when I look back, just, you know, in terms of, uh, less chemicals in my body, um, I eat, try and eat a lot of organic, um, like no fried food. So mm. just having a little bit more of a balance because my body was already off balance. Um, and then the counseling, I, I love and adore counseling, <laughs> talking to somebody, um, and getting a different perspective, getting the tools um to think about things like I said in just in a different perspective in a different way mm-hmm. and i think that's when friends play a good role as well um sounding good sounding boards to be able to um have a positive influence on your life so um now i'm married i have two little girls and um, I left corporate America, so I went to school, went off to school and got a marketing degree and uh, worked in corporate America for five years and I learned a lot. I did everything from CRM to digital marketing, uh, a lot of great experiences, um, but also it didn't feel right. And um I knew I needed to do something with my story. Yes. I knew I needed to have an impact. So, um, being home with my second, when my second daughter was born, took that opportunity to be home, and um, my first book was born. <laughs> my second, my third child.
0: <laughs> I think it's really interesting. There's a couple of things in there that I, I've. I don't know, I feel, I feel like there's a lot to, to say with friends and, and that kind of counselling role or support that they can have. And I've yeah. spoken pe- to people before and we kind of spoke about how sometimes it's really difficult when you've got close friends to open up to those people and actually it can sometimes happen that the people you open up to are like sort of that acquaintance, friend, border kind of person... Right. Um, And it's really interesting because I think different people have different experiences um, in that. And especially if you move around or your situation changes with employment or where you live. Um, Right. So what was your kind of a combination of what was your experience and what are your thoughts about how and who you open up to? Yeah.
1: um, I mean, that you, you hit it on uh, the nail on the head. I mean, it, it comes down to, uh, I think a level of trust and respect. I, so I am exactly that. So I actually, between college, um, and traveling with my husband, I have been and lived in, uh, five different areas of the United States. And, um, and then, you know, each milestone. So between high school, college, different jobs, you know, you have different friends, different, um, colleagues that you, um, build relationships with or separate yourself and, um, naturally. And that's where I struggled initially when I was, you know, self-esteem, I was thinking, well, you know, people don't want to be my friend or why didn't we stay in touch? And and I would doubt myself first, instead of thinking that, you know, what I know now and I talk to kids about is that, you know, life situation, people come in and out of your life for a reason and they're going to be part of your life sometimes for just a short blip hmm. and sometimes longer. And that's okay. And it's never, it does not need to be a reflection on yourself. Um, and then um, when it comes down to opening up, I probably, um, you know, when, when I was in high school, I thought the amount of friends was all that mattered. And now I have a good amount of, I think, a community. I call that a community, hmm. but I probably have only one or two best friends that I literally will be so open and honest to, um, I mean, they can listen to the podcast. They can listen to when I talk (laughs) publicly. Um, but to sit down, you know, it's my husband and honestly, it comes down to my husband, um, being probably the most vulnerable I am. Um, and that's okay because I think, you don't have to share everything mm. as long as you love yourself and have confidence in yourself because um nobody's going to understand with mental illness, mental health, um even people who are dealing with it. It, it you're not going to find one person who exactly has the same story, the same life situation, the same um aspects of life that affect their mental health and mental illness. Um, and so I think the high level stuff is what matters. The high level where you support each other no matter what, where you're encouraging um, to get support that one person needs. And I think when I look at my, we say, second tier of group of friends, they're my cheerleaders from a high level. They say, okay, she's struggling with something. I don't quite understand it. I probably never will, but I'm going to be her cheerleader mm. and support her and I think that I think that's a great uh balance in your life. If that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yes. I think it is it is interesting to hear people talk about it cuz I I very much know about when I when I was really really struggling with my depression and I remember talking to uh a therapist and I sort of said I feel like I need to be opening up and talking about this and and they said "Um, but you are you're talking to us and you've mentioned that you've spoken to other people Um, and I said yeah but I feel like I need to be talking more to like close friends or to family or whoever and it was really interesting they said sort of uh, why why do you feel like that like it's important that you talk and, and you are doing that why do you feel like you have to talk to those people? Um, and it sort of made me think a little bit about it. And um, I I can't remember if they hinted at this or I kind of thought about it afterwards. And um, I remember thinking, oh, it's it's like other parts of your life, like maybe work or like your sex life or your relationships. Like, actually, how likely are you to sit down and talk about those to like all of your friends or all of your parents or your family, um, actually the likelihood that there are one or two people that you talk to about some things and one or two that you talk to about other things. Um, Right. And the important thing is that you feel like you can talk to anyone if you want to, not that you have to. Um, And I think it was gradually kind of getting that understanding. It's like, actually, yeah, I I feel like if I really needed to and there were, were certain things that I felt like I needed to talk to my mum and dad about, um, that I was able to talk to them about those parts of what was going on, um, and not others. And like gradually that I became okay with that and knowing that actually I am talking about everything. I'm just not talking about everything with everyone. Um, and I think it's that side. Sometimes we get so caught up in telling people it's really important to talk that some people feel that pressure of like, Oh, I've got to tell whoever everything um and great if you've got those people and you're able to do that um but it's not something that we necessarily i think should be forcing um or encouraging everyone to do in that way uh and i think the more people talk about their own experiences people get engaged oh okay actually yeah i can talk to this person about that and that person about that and actually maybe i have got someone i can sit to sit down and talk to about everything but I'll talk to that person. I won't talk to like the whole group that we're part of. Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: I think that's a great point. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I think we're um, you know, humans, we're interactive beings. And I think when you're going through, you know, um This is where I want to be part of educating and having conversations with teenagers or even younger, because I want them to have the tools when they get to their teenage years. But that was what it was. It was struggling. Mm -hmm. I think it's that, you know, I don't want to say that you doubted yourself, but that's what it was with me. I doubted Mm -hmm. myself. And I thought if I didn't speak and tell the whole story to every single person or didn't find one person that could be my best friend and know everything and she can't or she can't relate Mm. then i'm so strange i'm so different and um and now that's what i talk about with people as i and, and my book and everything my message is about is is embracing the uniqueness um of yourself but i think when it comes down to relationships i was just so worried that if i could not open up and share everything, or find one person who completely got me, and I got to be so vulnerable with, then something must be wrong with me, and instead, I mean, I definitely, think, you know, I found that with my husband, um, but, you know, and I think, I think you find that with your partner, uh, but beyond that, uh, it's, it's a rarity and it's okay because I think then that's when the self-doubt goes away. The self-love comes in and you say, I don't need, um, to talk about it. Cause I'm talking about it with myself. I'm mm. work- working through it myself. I'm accepting X, Y, and Z and doing this and that. And I talk about things I need this person's perspective on, or, um, And it's nice to surround yourself with people that have different um, perspectives and qualities. They're only going to play a certain role in your life um, Mm. because they're different than you.
0: Yes, and I think it kind of starts that point of having those conversations and interacting with different people. And I think there's been loads of awesome work over the last probably two years in, in getting people to speak more about um, their mental health, about if they're struggling with an illness, um, right. about their well-being and how they feel. And that's really great. Um, but I think we're kind of getting to a stage now where um, actually there maybe needs to be a little bit more um, emphasis, maybe put on supporting people to listen and to hear those conversations. It can be really difficult to hear someone that you know quite well or that you love or have a relationship with, that they have, they've been struggling with their value, their self-worth, they've maybe been self-harming or they've thought about suicide. That can be a really, really hard thing to hear. And it's great that that person is talking up, but I think we also need to make other people maybe more ready, more prepared, more able to hear those types of things. And that's why I found um, the... The idea of having those conversations in a this isn't about uh this isn't about an illness it's not about a particular situation the kind of um the general aspect of mental health conversation is really interesting to see that grow and right. I think naturally, like you mentioned, we already have even with all the promotion that's happened um a massive lack in the education that goes on around mental health and mental health and illness. So it's a natural time, I think, because we sort of say, actually, this has gone quite well. There's still a massive gap in terms of listening skills um, to sort of involve both of those in in a form of education. And that comes across, I think, really well with um, a book aimed at young people that are predominantly, I think, usually short, uncomplicated stories that are designed to promote conversation and discussion. Um I don't know if that's how your idea sparked or if it was completely different. But um, yeah, for me, it's really interesting to see that a couple of different authors approach mental health in very different ways. Uh, So it's been interesting for me to see that. But I don't know if you're happy to sort of share how you came up with that original idea and how the concept came together.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, you made a good point when we were talking about um, just not having the education on um, mental health. So mm. it was interesting. I went and was speaking to um, some third graders and they didn't know um, the wor- what that meant, what mental health or mental illness was. Um, and I wasn't too surprised, but it you know, again, just as a good reminder of what I'm doing and, um, you know, we need to be talking about it. So on either side of the spectrum, the child that has a mental illness or the child that doesn't, but maybe a friend does, or just mm-hmm. somebody, so they're not bullying and all this for something they know nothing of the education part is a great, um, is key. So, um, I did not set out, um, I don't think I really set out for it this to turn into what it has become. So mm. when I was home, so I've been drawing since I was a little girl and um my first book, Just Perfect, I was just doodling and um put some words together with the pictures. And I was like, um, told my husband, I was like, this is an important message. I was like, this is something I wanna do. Um and the book, Just Perfect, is just being, you're perfect the way you are. And it uses animal associations for body parts. And it was inspired by my ballerina um, daughters, but it's, you know, this character and made of uh, elephant nose and rabbit ears and a hippo belly, um, you know, gorilla arms. It comes out to be a fun, fun loving character, but mm. it's kind of, um, a unique way to talk about body image. Um, that was one thing I, of many, <laughs> that I struggled with uh, when I was young. And I think so many people do. Um, and so I wanted to publish this. And I was like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go and do a small batch printing And I figured it would go to friends and family and I would support charity with it. And that's Mm. why I wanted to do this myself. And I said, I get to choose the charity. I can, um, you know, have a small impact and make a difference. And then from there, um, I started getting the confidence to start talking about my personal story. Mm. So um, the book itself being just... you know, this high level body image has given me a platform to talk about suicide awareness, mental illness. And so when I get to go out and talk to kids and parents, I get to say that, listen, you know, if, if I didn't survive, if I didn't stick around, um, I wouldn't have become an author. Mm And, um, it's one of those interesting things and just be living proof to people and say that, you know, I did not go to school for this. This is not what I had planned to do with my life. Um, when I was young, I wanted to be a fashion model. I love fashion and clothes. That's what I said I wanted to do when I was older. And now I like to say that I'm a role model. So very similar. (laughs) but Um, you know, and that's why uh, I just I love what I'm doing now. And it just transformed into something bigger. And, uh, you know, hopefully, more books and more messages. And um, I want to tackle all these different aspects of worry and self doubt and educate on differences. Because I think that, you know, mental illness, physical differences, I mean, all these different aspects of Your individuality, I think, um, builds your self-esteem and then also educates you into doubting um, less doubt of other people and their differences. And hopefully, like I said, just less bullying and um, being able to give back to charity. So that's a little bit of what had uh, transpired.
0: It's really interesting to hear how it's come together as well, and I think I liked the, um, I suppose, the interaction of the body image side in terms mm-hmm. of I didn't feel like, um, and this is just from the brief images that you can see, obviously on the uh, on the website with the Kickstarter stuff that's going on. Yes. The it wasn't. Um, like, oh, this is a certain way to do things or a certain way to act or behave. It, in my head, was just, it's a prompt for conversation and um, encourages the the discussion that will happen with young people. I think about, um, oh, look, your feet or your hands or whatever are bigger than mine or smaller than mine. And it kind of gets in early before that is your your waist or your stomach or whatever else. Um, right and I I liked that side of again looking at kind of identifying some of the issues and the challenges that we have in society and actually how can that be I don't know if challenged is the right word but um kind of skills and awareness raised at a much younger age um is a really nice way to come across and it I, I, I don't think from what I saw, um, there's like the full image of the character at the end, and you've got a couple of bits here and there, and that was really nice as well. Cause I think potentially if you've got some... Um, I've worked with children that have, um, not necessarily children, I suppose, younger adults, that have learning difficulties, um, and in my mind, actually, they would be at an age where potentially it would be other body parts that they're kind of comparing because it's taken them a little bit longer to develop mentally and actually they would really engage with a book like that as well I think um so I wasn't sure if I know it's directed towards um younger children but whether you see sort of that opportunity to work with maybe um slightly older individuals that maybe do have um their learning might take a little bit longer
1: right yeah I mean it is it's a progressive book, hmm. and so um, you know, it be able to focus on different body parts, and and I did want it to be this, you know, fun, subtle way hmm. of you know, you just didn't have a picture of a girl, a yes. human girl, um, that because that you right there is a picture that you can compare yourself to. You hmm. know what I mean? So this creates a conversation. Um, around a character that you ultimately can't really compare yourself to because it's made out of animals, <laughs> you know? So you're not going to be able to um, compare yourself. You're just going to be talking about that positive aspect. So you're going to be just talking about, um, you know, with kids, they love animals. Um, but it's also, you know, interesting when you, you know, as a parent, these are tools that my Kickstarter, hopefully, I'd like to have, um, teacher guides but like those kind of aspects where i can and give guides to parents where they can have mm. a deeper conversation and talk about how well you know dirt, certain animals have features for a reason for survival mm. um you know they're they're all different you know um and uh they you know we're not comparing them up against one another they they have a certain role in um you know, the animal kingdom, and uh, they uh, have certain lifespan and certain habitat and, um, you know, all eat different things, you know? Yeah, so it's
0: just, it's, I think it's, I liked... I, I did like, and again, this might be because of the selected shots I've seen, um, right. the character was non-gendered as well.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, if you if, when you read the book, it actually says in the beginning, um, it'd be mama. Yes, my darling. Um, so they, it is referenced, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, could be, it's called, you know, the mother is saying darling. Um, and then, you know, we got bows and
0: Uh, um, I still think with, I don't know, maybe I've got my uh, modern head on, (laughs) but yeah, it was never, or I didn't receive it as it explicitly being a particular gender or um, particularly like in each of the sections when it talks about um, like the neck or the ears or something like that. And it's a very, uh, like an all gender issue like people can worry about how their waist looks or their neck looks or it wasn't kind of focused on something that is stereotypically kind of feminine directed um and it was something that again kind of I felt actually anyone could kind of feel oh that's something maybe I'm worried about or or something like that
1: yeah I mean and honestly I have two girls and we read all different types of books cause, mm. so at the end of the day um it's a good message on, um, body image. And then I, um, started working on my second book and that's definitely has different takes, but similar, um, you know, but from a kind of a, a superhero aspect. So mm-hmm. another, um, you know, it has to do with, you know, this is my marketing hat that goes on <laughs> and, um, You know, there are children that are attracted to, um, pink and bows and, um, that type of stuff. And then you also have children that have love for superheroes Mm. and this strength. And, um, this next book that I'm finishing up, uh, just super is talking about, um, your inner strength. So the true superhero that you are, um, so I thought that was a nice balance and a uh, compliment to the other book.
0: That's pretty cool. And again, it gives that sort of, like you say, the balance to the different interests that young people might have as well. And it might be that they engage with both books or they might particularly right. kind of gauge more towards one than the other. Um, right. I know there was also uh, like a plush toy that you could have the option of with the first book. So is that something that you're looking at for the second book as well?
1: Yeah. So I can tell you a little bit about kind of my Kickstarter Mm -hmm. and what's going on now. So, um, I actually had launched this kick well, planned to launch this Kickstarter almost a year ago for my first book because I did a small batch printing. Um, I wanted to be able to get this out worldwide and spread the interest and, um, what I'm doing. And, um, you know, so I actually, now that where I am in the stage, I didn't think just super would be where it is as, um, complete as much complete as it is. Um, that's now going to be available on my Kickstarter as well. But, um, what I wanted to do was building out, um, you know, all these different aspects surrounding the message. So, you know, definitely the kids just love having, um, the character plush. So, um, but I do support, I try to, to find local businesses, um, that I can support. I've been, um, printing, you know, uh, locally. And so trying to find that plush character, so unique to be developed, um, so being able to get the interest first. So that's kind of like where the Kickstarter is. So that people can pretty much pre-order the next batch of prints um, and help me get it out there um, for the next set of books. And then there's other aspects like the plush doll. Um You know, I want in the future to be able to build out, um, like I said before, a teacher's guide. Mm. Um, You know, I just think it's a great element, um, a great resource for teachers and the education to bring into the school system and talk about, you know, I think there's multiple aspects. So that Mm. teacher source, parent resource guide how can we talk about these books and take a deeper dive? Because there are so many elements, underlining elements that an adult can um, teach a child. Yes. And so, um, yeah. So, with the Kickstarter, I was well wanted to share my story, um, talk about the charities that I have been um, working with. Because the goal for me you know, is, you know, the books are just step, you know, they're, they're step one. Um, but from there I'm able to not only use the profits and support different aspects of, um, resources for people. So I can stand, uh, like you and I can, we can stand up in front of a crowd and we can talk about our mental illnesses or mm-hmm. struggles or anything like that. But, um, some people need to hear that, but they also need to go to therapy, or they need um, programs with positive self-esteem, or um, they need, you know, medication, or um, you know, health and wellness, being part of a community. Uh, so what I decided to do is that with the profits being able to support programs like that, so that way I'm I'm kind of helping the full circle. I hope it helps a little bit of everybody. So some people can enjoy the book. Some people get to use the benefit of these programs that other educators, um, psychologists, you know, it's very, you know, smart, brilliant people that have their role in helping mental illness. I can help them achieve what they feel can make an impact too. So, Yeah
0: it's a lot of good resources. And like you said, it's being able to make them the most use of of something that's there. And sometimes I wonder with, um, with stories like the one that you've put together and the additional resources that you've spoken about, actually someone engaging in those maybe is able to open up and go, Oh, okay. There's maybe some other stories that we can draw out from some of the other resources that we already have as well with that right. kind of added bit of knowledge. um, I sometimes wonder yeah if you had enough time to kind of sit there and go through it actually I'm sure there's a lot more that could be drawn out of kind of previous resources that especially teachers have access to so um and I yeah I definitely agree with you in terms of it's great to have uh people that stand up and speak and talk about their their story and the journey that they've been on but um there is only so far that that can go and uh to hear the the passion that you've got and the desire to be involved in supporting other people's recovery and awareness of potential Um, struggles as well is really, really cool. So um, I really hope that the the project and the book go really well. And I'm interested to kind of see how the Kickstarter um, continues to go. I know you've got lots of interest at the moment. So um, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about um, Just Perfect or some of the other stuff you've got going on, uh where's the best place for them to to go or to find out that information
1: well they can go to um catskillpublishing.com which will direct them to the kickstarter as well and then just going on kickstarter and searching just perfect um will get you to my landing page and that you know i have a video on there that introduces a little bit of um you know, my, uh, life journey and where I want to take this. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I truly believe that, um, the book, uh, you know, books, uh, plural can, um, play a uh, amazing role in the future. Um, hopefully, uh, that I can have in terms of inspiring. So I'm really hoping that I can sell out, um, the next set of books and get them, um, in the hands of little kids. So just being able to think of, uh, you know, think of the holidays, the baby showers and birthdays coming up that you can grab a book, know that you're supporting, um, a great mission of mine because, you know, I finally figured out why I survived. Um, I have a voice that I found. It took a while, but I found it. and. you know, being a mom, being a suicide survivor. Um, I want to, I want to help. I want to help all the different aspects, um, of mental health, mental illness, and, and just individuality, just the, um, the average person who, um, just has a little bit of self-doubt, being able to build, um, positive self-esteem. And my message is that, there's only one you as unique as your fingerprints you're one of a kind and irreplaceable um and that's what it comes down to so at the end of the day we are as unique as our fingerprints and and we're we're meant to be that for a reason so uh if you go to kickstarter.com and you search just perfect you can grab and pledge and um just pledge to be part of it or grab a plush toy just super just perfect um a lot of other fun rewards but that will help me grow this and my mission um you know to spread these important messages so
0: i hit that sound uh like a very valuable thing for people to do definitely go and have a look and check out um the kickstarter and see all the stuff that's going on as well so Thank you very much for for coming on the podcast, Kim, and for talking a bit about your story as well as the the books that are available. So it's really interesting to hear about you. So thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you, Mike. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share um, my story. So I appreciate it.
0: These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me and that's okay.
0: A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate Yeah.
1: Dad came upstairs and then I heard them saying like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to light it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything, and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: I mean, this this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting.
1: So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.